0: is yes, you know oh i say
1: Okay, welcome to episode thirty seven of the uh Filthy Shambles Podcast, uh season two. I'm joined by a uh, controversial Twitter um socialist. What's the best way to what tagline should I give you? Just, Just sexy man. Sexy man, uh Ollie Lister. Welcome Ollie.
0: Hi, Speaks. you're right.
1: Yeah, I'm good. I'm good because um, even though we've got a lot to chew on with Tottenham, at least we don't have to chew over another defeat or nil-nil. Um yeah. slash we scored Forrest. goals. We did, we scored three, and and Forest was fucking terrible, to be fair. One of the worst teams I've seen, uh, excluding Tottenham at Tottenham this season. <laughs> um just to, just to just go straight into it, to be fair. Like I mean, actually, no. I'm, I'm not going to go straight into it. I was going to read something off my running order, but um, where are you at with Great Spurs? We, yeah, no. no, no I just <laughs> want to. First of all, I just want to set the scene with just where you are at with Tottenham, and then we can go into the nitty gritty stuff. So, right now, how you? What does Tottenham make you feel when 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 you have to sit and watch us? Like what? What's the, what's the emotion? I mean, and I, you know, I think, are allowed as well.
0: Right? <laughs> I mean, I think you know I've been on here in the past and I've been very positive. Um, and I think generally with any manager, I give them my full backing to the very minute that I no longer back them, and then I'm like, "You're dead to me. Please go away and leave mm. me alone." Mm. Um, and I think the and you know I'm not. This is no original thought. As soon as we lost to Sheffield United. I think I—that's the angriest I've been in. We've them in a
1: long time. Um, you tapped out at that point.
0: Yeah, and I, for me, it just felt like a massive disconnect between what we want as supporters and where the club and the club's management want to be. And and then and since then, it's been really just apathy, hmm. indifference. I've been watching obviously cuz I'm an addict but you know when we played Milan last week I was like yeah this is frustrating but and I was cross but I wasn't I wasn't as cross as I should have been hmm. and then obviously we beat Forest and I was like I was pleased but I wasn't as pleased as I should have been um and I, I just kind of feel like there's been irreparable damage to this season thrust upon me and now I'm just
1: I just it's... kind
0: of go through the motions
1: a bit it's uh, not the not that I'm comparing football to music, but you know when you when you sit down to listen to music, you're going to most likely listen to something that you've that you like, right, or something you've never heard before, but it's probably in the genre that you you, you know you gravitate towards, and uh, there's no harm done if you don't like it, you move on to the next album. But my point is, music is is a wonderful escapism, and it's and it's a lot more than that, which is exactly what football is. It's not just an escapism. It's a lot more than than, that. It's your identity in a lot of ways. Mate, every single day I think about Tottenham. I I think about Spurs more than anything else in my life. That's not to say my (laughs) life is fucking ridiculously bad for me to fixate on Spurs. (laughs) But it's relationships, friendships, family, friends, the the people I socialise with. My creative spark is to do with football. That's what I've I've kind of landed on. So I am tethered to Tottenham whether I like it or not. Now, I can't control, you know, it's like, like, you know, with music, I can control what I'm going to listen to and I can escape and, 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 and feel different emotions. With Spurs, they kind of force the emotion into you based on, on how they're playing. And probably the worst thing, apart from this analogy, uh, the worst <laughs> thing about Spurs is that when you, you stop, when you have those moments of not caring, it's not great. However, to put a twist on it, maybe it's just a self-defensive mechanism kicking in to just protect you, because we all know that with with the lows, the highs always return. Because we we Spurs, we can get to a low point, but we tend to always look upwards again, and then we're we're in the clouds for for a while before we we fall down to the to, to the to the ground again. So, as much as you know, you're kind of dwelling in apathy and the rest of it. Is there part of you that knows that it's going to be okay? Or, or you, are you actually now bored of this repeated process that we seem to find ourselves in, this this loop, this cycle that we can never break from?
0: I mean, when I say I'm apathetic, I'm apathetic till the end of the season, effectively. Right, okay. And then and then it's clean slate, tabula rasa, you know. And <laughs> then I'm straight back in, kind of with all my hopes and dreams. Um, and, and that's the beauty of it. You get to reset... Um, once you kind of have all your hopes and wishes extinguished, as as, as I think they have done this season, um, then you just kind of ride it out and just mm. kind of go, okay, all right, well, I've got what two and a half months to to put up with being pissed off and disappointed with how we've been treated and that that feels very kind of personal and a bit but over emotional but I guess that's that's where I am
1: I mean Um, we all we all do that there's there's, there is something of of a rebirth that always takes place in 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 the summer Uh, I mean we weren't expecting that this season because we thought it would be a continuation of the momentum that we started building but perhaps that's probably a little bit, you know, a lot of emphasis on Levy in the summer transfer window. But it's probably our perception that distorts reality that it was just a very good run at the end of the season in a very erratic season that then sold us this idea that we would build on that. And we probably should have. I don't,
0: I don't know if I have. agree there, mate. I
1: don't um, know if I agree. No, no, go, go. if you don't agree. Well, then, no, I just,
0: speak. I kind of, I look at, you know. And I think I I was a, with a lot of people at the start of the season. I had we all had a lot of optimism. I thought you know a lot of us thought we had a really good transfer window, and I think we did. You know I think some players haven't probably hadn't lived up to expectation, but I think the kind of quality of player that we've bought players we brought in mm. really good. And then you see how the season has folded out, and I, I hate to bring up like that lot. Yeah. they're not they're not the be all and end all. And I just think, you know what? Actually, if we'd just been a, if we been pricks, we could mm. be, we could be in the running. Mm. And, I, and I still think that because I think, man for man, they're not that great.
1: Yeah, I know. They're, they're I know better in some
0: places than we are. We're better in some places. They are. And what if we'd just been proper? If we'd just been competent, even, mm. we'd be. We could be challenging because obviously. The reason that that lot are in the position they are is because the teams that have really been setting the standard the last few years are all over the shop.
1: Yeah, it's ironic as well. It was an well. opportunity. It, there was there is a there was a lost opportunity. I mean, it's ironic that the traits that we 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 don't have that they do have are the things that they maligned and mocked us for when Pochettino was at Tottenham: the togetherness, the brotherhood, the belief this kind of energy this youthful but they, energy they, they, that we have they
0: haven't even reached the kind of levels that we
1: did no i know and yet and you yet, you yet y- they are five yeah,
0: yeah they're going to reap the rewards all likely and I, yes. I, I i still hold out hope that they're going to fuck it up but yeah i just want to quickly
1: apologize for saying should of instead of should have because um, so that's a really massive bug a valley,
0: ma- massive valley. Oh, yeah, Happy Valley. Um, yeah. Uh, corrected, I
1: see. <laughs> right. So um, before, because I, there's definitely a conversation to have about Conte because he says a lot of things, and it's probably the the the, the thing that is, it's the center point of everything that's wrong at Spurs. Just in, in terms, people can say it's the chairman, but just in terms of the energy that he gives out at the moment, kind of sucks the life out of everything. We're going to get to that, but let's just quickly. I don't want to go into too much detail about the game itself because there's going to be about a thousand Tottenham podcasts that are going to do that. Uh, but it's worth, you know, discussing a win because we have actually won a game. Finally. But we, we've won a few in the league. We're, we're five out of seven. So our league form somehow is, is actually not too bad. We're putting ourselves in a position to consolidate top four potentially. Um, what stood out for you in, in, in this game in terms of. Uh, Performances because there's, there's there's a fair few highlights. Uh, even yeah. though it was Forrest.
0: I, th- I think the first place to start was with Charlison, mm-hmm. who playing in that position which he's played most for us this season actually was really effective. Now I don't know if that was a bit of a, you know, to give him his juice that Conte may have played a bit of a blind there and said you know go yeah. out and prove me, prove me wrong, and I, I and agree. that might be part of that. Um, but he was really—he was active. He was everywhere. Um, he brought that intensity that I think is part of what makes him such a capable player when he's on his game. Um, and obviously, you know, he had an involvement in all three goals. His goal that was disallowed was a travesty. I mean, I, I, I honestly I can't see how they've they've all that. I mean, I've seen some
1: pictures on Twitter where like.
0: And, you know, you, you see some pictures and they're like, oh, look, this is where Skip had already passed the ball. the you know, it's about a metre away from him at that point. And you kind of think oh, someone's taking the piss here or, or whatever. But even even if they'd taken it at the, the correct moment, it was like, that's really fucking harsh. Um, it's this is a really nice finish. Yeah. Really good. And, and also from Skip, what a pass. Mm. You know, he's, he's pinged that one. 40 yards, nice bit of backspin on it, just right into the space for him to run onto. And he's levered it in and, you know, disappointing for him. Richarlison aside, um, I thought Porro finally showed yeah. the the start of kind of why we'd been kind of sniffing around him for so long. I thought yeah. he looked...
1: Um, Very capable.
0: Yeah, Very dynamic as well. And, and, yeah. just, and it, it, he put a few good balls in and he's like, Obviously, he got the, the assist for Kane, but, um, you know, he, he really showed a kind of different dimension to to that attack. And actually, I think, you know, on the other side, Davies just showed that, you know, part of the problem that Perisic has had is that he... He's obviously, we all know what Peris, Perisic is capable of over the years. But what Davies do without being brilliant is just bring balance and you know, we're not so kind of reliant on one side. I think when we look back to the Milan game, it was all just going down the right-hand side and it, it was kind of reminiscent of, like, late Poch, you know, mm. where everything went through Trippier, mm. you know, and it was all, like, Trippier crossing the ball in and it became so predictable. and We were just getting picked out and, and it kind of, the Milan game was very much on that kind of, in that in that image. Um, but when Davies is there, that it kind of felt like the pitch got wider and there were options. And even if like Davies isn't going to put in a ball like Porro might, um, it, it, it still gave the opposition pause of thought that
1: yeah we yeah. could look
0: both ways rather than just kind of going, we're going down the right side and they just go, okay, we just need to defend half the pitch.
1: Um, he's, he's, he's very dependable. He's very reliable, uh, obviously not very sexy traits, but he's also very disciplined and, you know when he does when he does what he's asked to do right. It's it's effective. Is he an actual wing-back? No, I mean he's not. He's not. He's not People's the future. F- he's been he's been with us for ten years, and that's probably why people want to move on from. I've always from been Gentle a bit ben, of a but...
0: a naysayer for Gentle Ben, um, maybe unfairly, but in the season that we finished second behind Chelsea. I think he actually ended up playing more than Rose did because obviously Rose got an injury that season. And obviously we played the wing backs that season with, and it was mainly Gentle Ben on the left-hand side. And I think people kind of have a kind of false memory that it was all Rose and Walker, but actually it was mostly Davies who played mm. that season. And if you kind of go through it and he's there a lot. Um, and I think kind of people being a bit surprised that he's all of a sudden shown himself capable of playing uh wing back is um, why is it
1: taken this mistake? long though Ollie mate it's taken this long for us to kind of because up.
0: we have a manager that is so bloody stubborn
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. and to to a Wasn't fault literally question, to a fault it? yeah
1: i mean I, I mean talking just 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 quickly i mean the hope i mean perisic is it hasn't really worked out for him, has it? Really? I mean, he no. hasn't scored for us. He, he, you know, his quality, like you said. I mean, the, the traits that the guy possesses, his experience, you know, the 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 weight of the, the delivery, you can see, you can see, it's world class. But the application across ninety minutes, the application across one game to the next, is just not there. And it's probably because of you know, you know, we were complaining about being old men uh, and, and, and being you know worse for wear at the minute. Footballers, even though they are in supreme shape, you know, if you are the wrong age of 30, it's a young man's game, really. And yeah. he just looks like he's at the back end of his career. And because of what he's asked to do from one game to the next, it's not like Kane, who could probably play until he's 36, 37, 38, because Kane will just drop deep and just, you know, just roll about. Yeah, no. yeah. Perisic is a far more dynamic responsibility. Um, and it's. It is what it is. I mean, this is the thing. Going back to what you said, if Conte was maybe a little bit more relaxed, a little, a little bit more flexible, we might have discovered alternatives to what we have far earlier in the season, which is a mad thing to say because he's literally at Hotspur Way training these pricks we you know, day after day. He he must see their capabilities and know, oh, he's an option, or maybe if I play him there and he plays there, but he's, he's stuck out. He's stuck to he stuck to his. Uh, I want to say to his 11 as much as he can because, you know, the other the other perspective is that we have had a lot of stinking injuries uh, that have kind of held us back as well. Um, what are your thoughts on Son? Um, and we'll get to Kane, but Son looked a little bit like... I mean, he Son. was good.
0: I mean, yeah. He was good. And, I mean, he finally kind of repaid the faith, didn't he? You know, mm. he's been he was very lucky to be starting because there was nothing leading up to that game that suggested that performance was coming. Stop I and Conte. Took his... Stop Conte, but I mean, he had no right to be starting, let's be honest. I don't know what he's been seeing in training, but obviously, you know, on on, on Saturday, he put in a very good performance, took his goal very well, managed, managed to kind of move his feet because the ball came in from Richarlison and it wasn't, you know, it was a good pass and he picked him out well, but it wasn't one that he could just like hit first time. He had to, what, two, three touches. Yeah. I think he scored with his third touch and I think, you know, son of late, that first touch usually just goes into the defender's feet and that's, that's it. a good ball's point. ball's away. Because when um, he's,
1: when it's instinctive, he, he doesn't have a problem. Uh, but when he has to think about things, this season he's been all over the place and it was good that in that moment, Maybe it was all instinctive, to be fair, mate. But in those two or three seconds, he controlled it really well. And and, and, and I think it, it might have nutmegged a, a player as it went in as well. So, yeah, I, I think
0: Son's always been one of these players. I think you can kind of tell if he's going to have a good game within the first few minutes <laughs> just by his first touch. Um, it, it either bounces off him or it sticks to him. Yeah. Um, and I think this season it's been just bouncing off him for basically the whole season. Uh, but he was very good on Saturday, and it was long overdue. Um, so I guess now we'll see again if he's up to it well, uh, for the it. rest of the season.
1: This is it because because uh, to be fair, he's never shown any form to uh, to get to get his position to get his place back in the team in the next game. But obviously Conte stuck with him all season long. And if if there's a if there's a time for him to come alive, it's probably now to the to the end of the season because we're oh, yeah. running out of games. Kane, you know, forever reliable. Uh, 20 Premier League goals this season, which is absolutely obscene. Uh, If it wasn't for that freak up, up at Man City, you know, it would be like, fuck me, for 20. He's already on 20. Nice. It's just nice. absolutely bonkers. And it's, um, he's, I
0: think, was it the status or is only him, at, him, Aguero and Shearer that yep, have done it six correct. times. Yeah, correct. Which so, just, just shows you in the company's phenomenal.
1: in. That, you yeah. know, that,
0: that's how good he is.
1: He he's just a machine and he is and so effortless. Um, I mean, we can talk about Kane for hours and I, and I don't want to, I mean, what more can I you do. say about the guy? You know, he's just, he he's, he's, he's enjoying his football from the looks of it, even though there's not yeah. that much to enjoy from our perspective. He's cracking on. We're going to, there's a question from to trunk, uh, AKA Jack, AKA one trick pony. Um, but I'm gonna we're gonna hold back on that question from from Jack for the Patreon part of this podcast, um, uh, and it kind of it's kind of like looking at life after Kane, which is something that's I want to say likely to happen. But we're delve deep into that momentarily. The question I've got for you is the perfor- that the team played. Do you think that is our best eleven now for the the remainder of the season, considering that Benton, Corr and Basuma are basically dead until the summer and beyond. Um, are, you, are you happy with this team? I mean, they're more than capable I mean you kind of alluded to this earlier it's like we're most definitely underperforming can we perform to the levels that we should be capable of to get sure. the points to finish top four so that we can have another season in the Champions League and we can get our revenue and we might be able to spend a bit of money in the summer although we should be doing that anyway Yeah,
0: I think the only kind of question is, is Obviously, I, I don't think Son has quite earned the right to be kind of going, he's had a good game, he's guaranteed. I think...
1: Mm. You'd have Deku back
0: then. Yeah, I just think... Although Kuniski's been a bit... Since the World Cup, he's not been as sharp as he was. Mm. Um, he's not... But he's still shown far more to me than Son has. He still manages to kind of beat his man more often and mm. or get a dangerous ball into the area um, but obviously he doesn't carry the same goal threat albeit that Suns not really carried much of that but generally speaking son's there because he he gets goals whereas Cooley's more of a creator um i think that would probably be the only one
1: that's fair uh, i'd go with that i think um but yeah son's the bench is is, is, is Davies. Davies software. as
0: we just discussed is just i think you know if you're not playing Davies now even if it means long lay, which I have I have misgivings, who I've got misgivings over, um, I think that's probably about as good as you can get.
1: What do you, what, what? Don't you fancy about long lay? I think he gets.
0: I think when the ball was in front of him and he's fine, he, he, he's obviously good, kind of carrying it out and passing it around. I think as soon as anyone starts running at him, he really struggles. And I think yeah, if you can, got... if you can get. Inside our left wing back, and get at him, and you're a kind of good technical, quick player. He's in a lot of trouble. I think he can't move his feet quick enough, and um, I think he gets kind of tied up a
1: bit. Well, look, we know we know we've got a lot of work to do when it comes to the defence in 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 the summer. Let's let's kind of shift it uh, to, back towards Conte, but I'll, I'll start with um, you know. Do, do, do you think this win kind of papers over the cracks or uh, does a does a top 4 finish paper over the cracks um because uh, of the delivery because of the way the football's gone there's always going to be this kind of sense of um disappointment because we haven't like you said you know we haven't quite reached the heights that we should have reached and we're not even talking about anything mystical here we're so much better than what we have produced from the start of the season um but or or do you think like finishing top four now would be a, a, a good season for tottenham because that's probably as good as it's been for a long time
0: i think top four was the minimum at the start of the season i was expecting so kind of anything below that would have been a real kind of step back i still think we'll probably get it i suspect conte will see the season out now um hmm. however does that amount to success no I, I i just don't think i can look past the fa cup i'm st- i'm still so yeah, cross that's... about that um and i think it just was such a massive spit in the face Fans and and failing to kind of understand where we were as a as a as a fan base about kind of what we were excited about, and to kind of treat it with such disdain, you know. Weeks on, I'm still more angry <laughs> about that. I'm more angry about that than going out of the Champions League, just because I thought, you know, we we want to be a club that, that aspires to win things and we showed such hubris and arrogance towards Sheffield United that we could put out of the side that we did and maybe try and get away with it a bit and the message we sent out was we don't we don't care like we we don't we don't respect mm. our opposition and we got the lesson that that kind of attitude deserved um so I'm I'm, I'm so pissed off that we kind of passed up on that even though it's been a few weeks now
1: yeah um, no, i'm with you i'm with you it was it was an opportunity i'm not saying we would i think it was I think kind of
0: yeah it wasn't guaranteed I, I was chatting to jack you know personally and i was saying that like, you know you can be you can, if we'd have gone out to say city in the semis right you'd have been disappointed but you can understand it but hmm. I'm yeah, angry. I this was I'm, I'm actually angry. I'm not disappointed. I, I, there's a difference between being gutted and angry. Mm. You'd be disappointed that you've kind of gone out and, you know, oh, we gave our best shot. And that's upsetting in a different way. But when you kind of go, we didn't give our best shot, that's when you're kind of like, come on. That's, that's, that's actually taking the piss. So I, I, I think the season, even if we get top four, is going to be a disappointment. I don't think there's any kind of recovering from that. I think getting top four at this moment is just saving face.
1: Well, Don, and that, Don and that's, asked, that's the best of it. Yeah, I mean, the saving face. Yeah, I mean, it. I mean this is probably where we're going to go. We're, 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 this conversation is going to lead into why we're feeling like this because it, it really is because of the way our manager talks about, you know, us and the, the players and the rest of it. But we'll come on to that momentarily. Don Locke asks, why do Conte teams perform better when they are out of other competitions? Spurs last year, Chelsea, Inter Milan. You know, it's like we can only basically play one game a week for yeah. for fifty million uh, Antonio Conte to to be able to pr- produce the goods that equate to the bread and butter wins. You know, the the, the, the Premier League games. Which doesn't equate to a trophy unfortunately because we'd have to be out of Europe completely, perhaps, under Conte to even stand a chance of winning the league. Um which I think is what happened with his Chelsea team.
0: It if is, I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah. So so maybe that's the tactic, just finish ninth and, and then next and, season under Conte we can win the Win franchise. the fucking lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it, um Don, don't ask. I mean, it's it's a valid question. What what is it about Antonio Conte's football and his and his preparation and his conditioning that has us kind of held back by this 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 thinking? That because you talk about the Sheffield United Cup game, right? My my thinking of that was get, just get into the quarterfinals, right? Don't leave it to chance. Don't bring on. But players who are, 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 are fringe players don't get a lot of performances. Where's their, their motivation? Where's the momentum and the fluidity within the team if you're making all these changes? Yes, we're playing Milan and we're doing this, that and the other and you've got and rest Romero. And you've got... Play them. Get the game done in, 30, in 45 minutes. Make the substitutions at half-time. You've game managed. You've won the tie. You're in the quarterfinals. We're closer to winning a cup. Like, why... Yeah, and, and people saying, "Well, this has nothing to do with Conte. It's got everything to do with our fucking squad. It's shit. There's no depth." I think it's, there's a lot more to that, and I don't want to. I, I, I get that you're you're kind of having flashbacks to that game, so I don't want to kind of have you sort of stress out. But it, it, it just it does seem bizarre, right? Like that he. He's, well, I think I think he t- with he, one c- game a week.
0: Well, you've touched on to the point there. Kind of, you're going just play these players, right? And yes, that's you know, if we wanted to beat Sheffield United, we needed to play our first first eleven, really, um, and that's the problem because his inability to integrate players outside the first thirteen, if you like, means that as soon as you bring anyone else in, they haven't played in months. Hmm. They're they've got no match sharpness. You have no idea how they're going to perform outside of training. Obviously, training gives you an indication of. Kind of where they are and basic fitness levels and sharpness, but match sharpness, comp- competitive sharpness, you don't know. Like so, uh, Mora comes in, that was his first game since what November, mm. and he's like, well, of course mm. you don't know what you're going to get, and he was shit. And then you you throw in all these players that are kind of haven't even really played together competitively, so it's no longer that. No wonder they're kind of disjointed.
1: And there's think, just this yeah. lack of. There was this lack of synergy like and cohesion. But, it, and...
0: It, but it's not just that. If you don't have players playing together in a competitive environment frequently enough, mm. once you throw them in in a kind of like, you know, random kind of mixture, they're not going to be cohesive at all because they've no, not right. had that time yep. to bond.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's that, so. And but because he relies on the same group of players week in week out and then they have to play Premier League, and then they've got a Champions League game, and then you need the same players for a Premier League game again. It's no wonder that we get have these kind of lethargic halves because basically he's saying, I need these same players to play three weeks, games a week, hmm. except when we've got a cup game, in which case I'm going to throw in Like a load of randoms, and we go out to Forest, like we did in the Carabao Cup, and then we're going out to Sheffield United. Yeah, because you know, I mean, and but that that's entirely because of his approach to managing the squad. You know, we've seen ollie Skip come in, and I think he's you know he overall I think he's been really good. I'm a big fan of his. I think he's a a really tidy player. I think any player that managed to break into that Pochettino team at the age of seventeen, when the midfield was wanyama and dembele and i was there i think i might have even seen you that day i think it was cardiff at home uh at, when we were at wembley was his debut was a shit day shit game i think we won one nil freezing cold wasn't very full but that was his debut hmm. and we were he was 17 year old making his debut I thought, who, who the fuck's this kid <laughs> if, if you can get into that team if he got into that team given how good it was he's going to have something about him but he's been isolated for years And, you know, this season, like, Conte's barely looked at him. And he's coming to the team now out of necessity. And he's absolutely flying. And you just think, well, if he'd have given him a few more minutes here and there, you know, maybe started him, rested Hoybier, rested Bentancur, then maybe actually Hoybier wouldn't have, like, these kind of moments where he's, like, obviously just kind of running to the ground. Bentancur might have a bloody knee. And then we have a few more options. So actually, when we come to these cup games and it's still a skip, but like any player kind of that's in the periphery of the first 11, you know, maybe actually then we can actually change up the team a bit more because they're a bit more much shot. They've had a bit more exposure to first team football and then you don't go and embarrass yourselves, but we don't do that.
1: No. Well, I mean, this is it. This is the, like you said, he's incredibly stubborn. He's incre- incredibly set in his own ways there's this discussion around, oh, he's only playing the players he can trust because the others are rubbish, and that's not the case. And th- this has proven to be the case when you see, I mean, I know Skip came back from an injury and is a bit rusty, but you saw with Saw how uh, capable he was when he came into the team. He could have played a lot earlier than that. We've we've not we've not managed the squad in in, in an effective way, and 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 that's definitely on the manager. He's definitely had the capacity to do something about it. <laughs> DOS twenty three, uh, he says here. Honestly, why why did Conte come back from Italy? He's thrown the two cup games and now turned on the fans. You can't self sabotage anymore. Surely, does he really need the five million? Which I think is in reference to what he would get if we did sack him now. So this kind of kind of blends into Conte persisting with this detachment, this kind of. Consultancy work that he's doing, this, this the barrier that he has between the club and everybody and everything in it, and his position, you know, he's definitely not tethered to to Tottenham. Now, is he being too much of a realist, Ollie? Like he talks about patience, he calls out the fans, he talks about club signings, uh, which is, feels like deflection. We haven't seen Dan Juma. for I, I don't even know if the guy is still at the club. Poor bloke. He's,
0: he's, he's
1: just absolutely vanished. He's probably thinking... He, he came to England like, to, to play some football
0: and, he, and we've, we've, we've negged him, basically. Yeah,
1: it's awful. <laughs> and he's, he's now saying that's the club signed him, I didn't. He's a capable fucking player. He's probably... He's a lot more... Of an option that Lucas Moura is, and and, and yeah, who's leaving?
0: Is... We know, we know exactly. Yeah. Lucas Moura is a known, is a known quantity, yeah. and that known quantity is, aside from like a uh, two month period during his career, has been shit, and has always been shit. I'm sorry, he's a headless chicken.
1: Um, he's a chaotic but, you know, footballer. That, that, that yeah, but he's literally... a chaotic footballer.
0: But but that chaos does not. You know, some people go, oh, he's a, You know, he's an agent of chaos. But sometimes the agents of chaos are actually that they're a problem. Yeah. Like chaos does not necessarily dictate yeah. like something. Eric yeah, no, um, I haven't been shit as well.
1: Yeah, um, well, that's exactly exactly <laughs> my point. You can't rely on on their awkwardness on the pitch for for, for kind of moments of clarity question, in I, play. So
0: I do wonder if the situation with Paratici or Paratici was kind of known by this point whether or not conte would be gone because nah. i wonder if mm. you know I, I i i do i do wonder that what if paratici is able to kind of carry on then it's one less appointment that, that levy's gonna have to make because if they both go if he say like he sacks conte now mm. and then in about two weeks time they go oh yeah paratici's like going to sing sing um then he's going to be like, I've lost like my entire like hmm. backroom staff. So I do wonder if that's part of the hesitancy around Conte, because he, you know, he is he's past living on borrowed time. Um, but I think also with the kind of Forest performance and now that we're kind of going to one game a week, he's probably just gone over the thresholds. We'll see out the season. Not that he should have. I think, as Adam Nathan pointed out on this very podcast, he should have gone after Villa. Yeah. Um. But
1: yeah, Adam was quite vocal on that.
0: Yeah, and you know it's hard to disagree with him. He he, you know, he backs up a lot of his mad theories very well. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But you know, yeah, I mean, he Conte has been taking the piss a bit, and like, I think if you're turning on the fans, it's like. You so complaining what, about the fans? What, what are you doing? What, what, you, what do you what make earth of is that? Worth... Do you think, think... fuck off, you prick? It's like, who do you think you are? Do, do you think but this do you think... isn't your club. This is our club. Like, if, yeah, if, if we don't exist, that. you know, if we don't, if Tottenham all Tottenham fans go tomorrow, you know, what? Well, fuck this. I'm done with football. There's no club. Hmm. Like, mate, you've got no job. Like, you know, that's it. This Tottenham doesn't exist without fans. And then for him to kind of go, "Oh, you're a bit impatient. I'm like, oh, who the fuck do you think you are?" Like, honestly, it, fuck it, off.
1: <laughs> it's it, it, honestly, I think there's this simplicity to football, where everything that's happening now, if the football was actually a little bit better than the, if it was if it was akin to what we were having at the end back in the last season. People would probably be a lot more on board with Conte and they'd be singing his name, which we were doing at the start of the season. Um, and and there'll be a slightly better atmosphere. The football still won't be ideal. There'll still be critiques of, of the style. Um, he's obviously still stubborn, even even in victory. Uh, but things would be a lot clearer, a lot better, a lot more transparent. But whereas he's he's literally building these obstacles. Now, some people see that, as described by myself just now, kind of these PR obstacles where he's just not making a connection with the supporters. Others will say, no, no, he's exactly what we needed. He's exactly what we needed because he's telling the truth and you can't handle the truth. He's saying exactly. It's fair enough. But surely even in the moments of of delivering truth in terms of, you know, he's the one telling us. You need to be patient. He's the one telling us it's going to take a few windows. He's the one telling us this, that, and the other. But then he adds far too much color to those statements by then saying, "Oh, finishing top four is a miracle." Uh, doing this well, is like a miracle. winning the league, I, wasn't
0: is... it? Compared it to winning the league, I think today.
1: Yeah, and this is where he he's lost me because I was a pro I was pro Conte for a long yeah, same, time, and I was
0: same. like, very much so.
1: It, it's. Now maybe that's him, and and part of my sacrifice right at the start of this was, I know what he's like. You know, I read some incredible, incredible journalism. uh, There were older articles about how obsessive Conte is. Uh, and and how connect, he, he's definitely connected to the football. And you often see him in the dugout, and you see him with the players and his reaction. And he's not performative. It, I, I believe him when he's jumping up and down and he's, he feels passionate. I believe him when he talks about the, the, that he has something with, with the players and the team, and he wants to achieve something. But then while whilst I'm listening to that and I'm buying into it, the next minute I feel a little bit like a fool. You know, it's all—it's almost like like Antonio Conte, if you, if this was like a, oh, fuck it, I'm going to do it. If this was like a relationship analogy, it'd be like in private, he loves you and adores you and he worships you and he does the ironing for you and he cooks your dinner and everything's fantastic. You're having a glass of wine in the garden and he puts the barbecue on um, and whatever. But in public, in front of your mates, everyone else, he's slagging you off and he's made, making you feel like a, like, like you're nothing, making you feel like you should be lucky to be with him, and it's quite a psychological. Like, not I'm, I'm not laughing at this, by the way, because there are there are people that I know, unfortunately, that've been in relationships that where the abuse has been psychological, psychological yeah. to the point where you feel you start buying into what what the person's saying that oh, it must be true. There's a bit of gaslighting in there. Conte is is has that type of relationship. He, if he's so. He's so anchored to realism that he can't even sell you a little white lie. He can't say, do you know what? It's going to take a couple of windows, but we're going to get to where we want to be. And that is challenging for the title. That is the same thing as saying we're not. We're we're, 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 we're miles out at the minute and we've got a lot of work to do and we have to put in the work and are we going to put in the work? I don't know. Don't dither. Just be fucking direct. We're very, we, as a collective, football supporters are very... We're simple creatures. We just want to feel that we're part of something and that, that that there is, as romanticized as this is, that there is this energy of love and connection and that we belong and we're, we're all looking at the same destination and we're all pulling in that direction. But Conte is very much, I'm over here, you're over there, and I'm going to look down at you and, and I'm going to make everything Everything's going to feel like it's impossible. Everything's going to feel like it's just fucking untouchable. That You cannot get there because you need to... What are you doing here then? On the one hand, you want to stay and fight and turn us into a big club. On the other hand, you're, you're literally saying in the same breath, actually, it's probably not going to happen because it's just not going to happen. To me, that's enough to to be sacked. And, and, and that's insane that I'm saying that because I think he's, he has the capabilities... If you give him what he needs, and he and he and and we know that that might take a couple more windows than a Chelsea or a City, then we stick with him. But he doesn't give anything back for you wanting the club to stick with him, and that's where I'm at with it. It feels disjointed. Um, I mean, is there any truth in what he's saying? Is there any truth in 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 him calling out fans? I'd say no, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to say no as well. I think you've said I don't.
0: That I mean, yeah. I just think kind of what are you trying to achieve with it mm. what 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 do you hope to gather from slagging off the fans because you know it, it, if there's like some master plan at play here I'm not seeing it um and people just don't want to hear that you're shit oh I don't no one wants to be told that like they're impatient no one wants to be told that oh you know you're rubbish and you're know, not going anywhere Espe- people especially don't want to be paying for the privilege to be told that and that's what we do as fans we kind of go mm. i'm going to give you my time and money and emotional investment i'm going to give it over to you and also ask in return is for you to kind of go we're in this together we're going to battle you know we're all i'm on your side i don't want someone to kind of go around going what are you doing there? you're a clown like because that's what he's doing at the moment um and you know, kind of picking up on one of the points you said, you know, when he gives it, you know, he, he you know, obviously he gets very animated on the touchline. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, I've been guilty of this past. It was like, oh, you know, he looks like he really cares. Yeah, exactly. I, and actually, I I, 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 actually I, I've come around to the view that it's not that actually. It's mm. he's just very competitive. Hmm. <laughs> you know, he he made himself. He he lived his life as a professional footballer. He's now a football manager, and competition is in is what he is. He's a yeah,
1: competitor. that's a that's a valid point.
0: And it? and I think he would you know he behave regardless because you know when he he wants to go and win, but that's one thing. But kind of wanting to win almost for him feels like a an individual achievement. And whether or not he kind of wants to win for like the cause that is Tottenham Hotspur, because fuck me, we are a sorry cause. I don't think that's the case. And I think kind of when we do get these results, I now I look at him, I just think he's seeing that as more of a a vindication for his methods, yeah, and 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 what he's managed to achieve, rather than a kind of collective effort. Um, uh, and, you know, a kind of group energy that, you know, we're all feeding off. It, it feels actually, it's very much personal to him. Um, and I, I, I think where Tottenham are at this moment in time is not, we don't need someone that's kind of looking out for themselves. We want someone that really wants to do the best for the club. And I, I don't think he does.
1: Um there was, I mean, we've we've probably answered these two questions. To be fair, I mean, Steve Hotspur. Let's give them then, fun. <laughs> Steve <laughs> Hotspur uh, talks about do we part ways now? Or continue with him until the end of the season? And Elliot um, had a question around the runner fixtures. You know, if we if there's a clear distance between us and a fifth and the fifth place team, you know, are you likely to appease Conte or has he burnt his bridges? Uh, personally, for me, there's nothing he can do now to want me to want him to stay. And I think we've probably covered both of those yeah. things. It feels like it's just playing out the season because yeah. it's the right thing to do, maybe from Levy's perspective with the, the whole, I mean, you know, I the, think the, I the get... surgery and the time away and, and the, the people that have passed away, um, uh, in Conte's life. And, and obviously one affected us directly as well. um, it's not been an easy season for him. And, and no. perhaps there's things that we're not privy to in terms. Conte always talks up his relationship with Levy, which is obviously another thing. Well, that I has think the club's been very good to
0: him actually. yeah. yeah. And and I think, you know, they've, you know, and not that they, that I should, we should expect our employers to be like, oh, you've, your gallbladder's fucked. Well, that's, you out of a job. Obviously not. But I think the club has been largely supportive of him and, not just kind of in an emotional sense, but obviously they've, they've backed him in the transfer window with players, you know, bearing in mind, no manager has ever had this amount of money spent to spend. Mm. In, in, in Tottenham's entire history, okay, he's been here a year and he's been given gold like no other manager has. So Tottenham have invested in him to the hill, um, and he doesn't really seem that appreciative of it all.
1: Just, just quickly uh, on that, Ollie, <laughs> I just I, I want your opinion on something because they, they... I kind of posted something very similar to this and I had to mute the conversation over the weekend on Twitter. I mean, I do that to most conversations nowadays because there's a lot of people that just come in and call me a clown and don't actually try and understand or or quiz me and have a discussion with me or look at my other tweets and actually get an understanding of where I'm coming from. Now, what you just said there, that he's been backed... Now, people will say, no, he wasn't. He hasn't been backed enough. We, we're, we're we missing two centre-backs. We wanted A, B, and C, and, and we we got X, Y, and Z instead. Like it, d- you, Now, let me tell you where I'm at, and then you can tell me where you're at with this type of scenario. Where I'm at is I think we've done really well in the summer. We could have done better. Maybe there's, there's targets that we couldn't get. There was definitely targets we would never be able to get in January because it's not the best time to get your fully-fledged signings. So we needed that extra summer to bring in maybe the centre-backs, work out the players that we might need to let go and also replace. So there's, there's some steps to that. And considering how far away we are from resolving all the problems, that the expectancy to get it done in a window is ridiculous. So therefore, I know we've been really patient at Spurs fans, within within the scenario of having Conte being appointed, he hasn't even had a full season at Tottenham. So um, having him, you know, look at a second summer window would be the right thing to do. So do you agree that it's we've done as much as we can do in that window and it's building blocks and, and making steps to walk up? Or do you think what what Spurs are missing... Is that ruthlessness to get it all done in that last window? That we should have got Bastoni, we should have got someone else, we should have not got Longley, we should have got some, we should have got whoever. Do you, do you think Spurs are missing that 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 kind of urgency to get it done really, really, really quickly? Or do you think it's okay one window and then we do another window? That we don't need to keep rushing as if we're going to fall off a cliff. Like it can take a little bit of time if we know what we're doing. Yeah, no, I don't think... Like,
0: almost both things can be true. Mm. Um, obviously, he's been backed. You know, we've brought in some really good players. Uh, and I think no one was complaining about the players we bought in. I think the only kind of complaints were maybe we could have bought in another, uh, you know, creative player and a, a central defender. I think if we'd taken, you know, including up to January, if we said what would have made the season whole would have been an extra, you know, players in those two positions. Um but we haven't done that. But that doesn't mean that well then the whole thing doesn't work. Mm. It's not like it's not like you're playing without a central defender. You've still He's got central got... defenders. Yeah. You you mm. know, you've still got you know and people can be You have their opinions on but Eric Dyer, Longley and Romero, they're not it's not you know, it's not Keystone Cops, is it? <laughs> You've got like players I, I, there that are like they're professional people... footballers that have played at like the highest level going.
1: There's real time winning, revisioning, got... uh, re- revisionist yeah. history. Uh,
0: are, are they are they
1: what we want? Yeah. No,
0: but are they the worst of the worst? Also, no.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So I don't think you can kind of say, "Oh well, we didn't get that in," so you know, it's not really surprising we're getting relegated um because that's just fucking bollocks isn't it yeah you, you can kind of go we've obviously made huge strides and because of that i think i should maybe expect a little bit more from this situation because i don't feel like the the kind of you know the ingredients you've got I haven't made it onto the plate um and you know the chef is after all conte mm. um and he's not he's not he's not made a most of the you know the the assets he has at hand
1: yeah no agreed. i, I completely butchered my sentences i rudely interrupted i've butchered you.
0: so many today don't no. worry about it.
1: <laughs> i was going to say there's a lot of revisionist historians that kind of work in real time it's very easy to to bemoan certain players after the fact. And yeah, you know, our players are, some some of our defenders are very patchy or they're more reliable.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, kind of players like Perisic, you know, I think we all were very excited about at the start of the season Mm. and he's on big money, you know, and and hence why we're excited about him and he's not lived up to expectations. Um, and you know, you know that's just kind of that's just how it goes. Sometimes they sometimes they just don't work out. Um, but it's not you can't say it was a it was a lack of ambition signing him. If anything, it was we really went for it and it just but, didn't work out. Yeah, make, I mean
1: we out. did we did, and he was a player that Conte fancied. So Adam Nathan asks uh, and just answer this A or B basically uh, for the next two years: Conte and Kane or Poch and no Kane, what would you go for?
0: next two years?
1: Yeah, I don't know why he specified two years. I don't know why it happened. Because it's a year years. beyond.
0: That means Kane stays beyond his contract. He's mm.
1: been sneaky. Oh, he is, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, he thinks he's clever. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, God. Um, I'm going to have to say, I can't. If it means more Kane, I'm going to say Kane. You know, yeah. that's just, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll bloody... Podge uh, can
1: always come back at a later point. Potts can anyways. come back
0: anytime. Kane only leaves once.
1: <laughs> right, so uh, with Ollie, we're going to say goodbye to the people listening to this on uh, their podcast platform, but we're going to stick it out a little bit longer. There's a there's a couple of questions I want you to to try and, uh, and answer. A couple of scenarios from Rico and to Trunk. Uh, so goodbye to everyone who's downloaded this on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, thank you for listening, Ollie, I don't know if you want to just say goodbye to these these lovely listeners.
0: No, I don't want to say goodbye to them. You don't want to say Subscribe. goodbye. Subscribe. Subscribe. Sort yourself out.
1: There you go.